all Cardinals today, so not uh, very long, but we got a couple of things uh, to talk about. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is that you've decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world that is completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona, but we do things a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL Championship Soccer with the Phoenix Rising and the Phoenix Mercury with the WNBA, all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. Um, we'll get to cards in, in just a little bit. Um, and uh, um, not a lot there, but uh, enough um, that that I wanted to, you know, do it. Um, a couple guys spoke and... And uh, I'm going to end with an opinion that I've been going um, on for a while. And um, there might be a little rant there. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. But uh, anyway, um, how was your, let's see, today's Wednesday uh, and yesterday was Tuesday. So how was your, um, your Tuesday? Your, uh, welcome to uh, Wednesday, halfway through. Um, hopefully it was good. Um, it was okay for me. Um, just work, nothing, nothing too, uh, too crazy, um, going on at all. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything that I wanted to, uh, to mention. Oh, uh, as far as today, um, uh, what happened yesterday, yesterday, um, um, evening, um, my aunt was, uh, admitted to the hospital with, uh, pneumonia. She's been to the hospital multiple times for the same issue, pneumonia and, um, double pneumonia, which to me, it, it always makes me nervous when I hear double pneumonia because, uh, so many members, uh, from, from Calvary has just passed away with double pneumonia i mean there's been other things you know added to it but it's just that double pneumonia just it takes been taking folks out um and it was you know over the last several years of of my time at calvary you know i can't remember how many but it seemed like a lot always uh seemed uh like a quite a bit. So, uh, if you're someone that listens to the show and, and you're a praying person, I know I will be, but pray for my, my aunt. Uh, Dana is her name. D-A-N-A, Dana. Uh, easy to spell, easy to say, um, and easy to, hopefully easy for you, uh, to remember. So, um, hopefully she'll get over that soon. Um, it's not like, you know, if you know me, I don't really stress or worry or, you know, uh, um, let anything, you know, get to me too bad. Um, I mean, I am human, but you know, I, 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 I know and believe in a God that, that takes care of things. So I just really don't fret a whole, a lot of whole, about a whole lot of different things. Um, but just anytime I hear someone's in the hospital, pneumonia and specifically double pneumonia in my ears perk up a little bit. So definitely pray for, uh, my aunt. Um, if you don't mind, um, no new news on the, um, officiating front, uh, but it is something I'm excited about, something I mentioned, um, from, 
um, uh, yesterday's show. So uh, just wanted to fill you in on that. Other than that, it's been all right. So uh, we're just gonna jump right into uh, right into Cardinals um, and uh, go ahead and, and get that in uh, after the break. Uh, that's all up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, back with um, some uh, Cardinals, an all-Cardinals uh, show, uh, just simply because um, everybody else uh, plays uh, tonight. So um, uh, ASU at uh, 7, um, Suns at 8, and um, I believe uh, it was uh, the Yotes also uh, between those times, seven or eight, I just can't remember. Let me double check. I don't want to give you the wrong information, but uh, let's see. Where is it? Okay, so Arizona State tomorrow, 7 p.m. on ESPNU. Um, Coyotes at also seven, uh, not at seven, seven thirty. Excuse me, on ESPN Plus. Uh, they're uh, playing the Oilers, so they're on the road as well. And then um, Suns are at home uh, at 8 p.m. on ESPN against the Celtics. And, of course, uh, this Monday night uh, um, uh, for uh, Patriots at Cardinals. So it's the Cardinals at home with that. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and, and uh, get into uh, some Cardinals. Uh, I almost had uh, all that music there. I guess if I turned it back up and... Uh, keep on talking you would hear it all but anyway um let's just jump into it uh first things first uh, i probably could have played this earlier but i decided not to but just uh, since they were on the bye and and you know all that going on um the cardinals do this and most teams do this just kind of hey this is every touchdown or every big play by so-and-so so um from kansas city uh, until uh the bye here is um, every uh, touchdown um, by the Arizona Cardinals is not many because, well, it's not a – I mean, well, you can, you know, do one every couple of seconds, I guess, but just a little uh, – almost seven minutes worth of touchdowns. They didn't have many. They didn't win a whole lot of games, so there's not many. Let's just go ahead and get right into it, um, starting with uh, Kansas City on through, so. It's Connor, has a nose for that end zone, and he scores! All out pressure here. Throw the fade right away, or throw it. Got rid of it. Diving attempt, caught! With 75 catches, 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns. You know, through writing it down in so many different ways. And He's got another touchdown pass. He does. That's Ertz at the goal line. Ertz with a touchdown to go with his earlier two-point. On his third and goal. Murray, with time, throws this side. Touchdown! Williams gets the ball and gets the touchdown. You'd like to say A.J. Green, but he hasn't been able to come in, come down with the big catch. Murray, stepping up. Going to run for it. Going to make the end zone for the touchdown. 
Second and ten, quick pass outside, and that is complete. That is Moreau, and Moreau fighting for yardage. The ball is loose again. Uh oh. Picked up by That's the Cardinals. This is Byron Murphy to the end zone for game. the touchdown and the win. Murray on third down. Looking end zone. He throws. Touchdown. Zach Ertz. Second and goal. It's Murray running behind Connor. He is in for a Cardinals touchdown. Who would ever think that Aaron Rodgers at home would be losing to a third-string quarterback? And now Murray to the end zone. Brown, touchdown. That was absolutely beautiful. Miles Hartsfield, the backup safety in for Jeremy Chin. Both feet get down. He had his right down, drags that left foot. Lead. Hollywood Brown trying to shake loose and he does to the end zone. That's going to be a Cardinal touchdown. Just because of the effective calls. Powering his way. Eno Benjamin has a Cardinal touchdown. For the Cardinals. In trouble. Dixon. It's He's going to be nailed. And a fumble recovery by Chris Banjo. And that's going to be a Cardinal touchdown. And the ball off. And fighting his way is Ingram for a touchdown. Dalton underneath. And his tip and interception. And all the way inside the 10 to the end zone goes Marco Wilson. Against the Cardinals. And both have been huge. One stopped a long drive and this one results in a pick six third and ten Dalton steps up picked off at the 40 yard line Isaiah Simmons Simmons down the sideline Simmons inbounds Simmons all the way by the rookie Thomas getting in and then Isaiah Simmons cleaning it up and showing you what he can do with the ball in his hands after he comes up with that interception. Hopkins moving, second and goal. To the left side, caught, and into the end zone. Greg Dortch. On the ground. Trying to work his way in there. No, he's a little bit short. Benjamin again. Oh, that looks oh. like a touchdown to me. His yeah. butt is down, and then it should be a touchdown. And as hard as he ran on that play, deserves a touchdown. Murray, end zone throw. Oh, what a catch! One-handed DeAndre Hopkins! Got the biggest hands on the planet, and look at him stab that thing out there, making it look easy. They call that, I don't even know why they call it the turkey hole, but they call that the turkey hole. Right to the line again, a quick toss to Zach Ertz, who slips a tackle. And powers his way toward the goal line. I think his feet stay in. Let's see. Let's see. He's not Let's out. See. He's, there's no. Nope. Nope. And look, Pilot Boy. Oh, that's... no, no, no. I think the quick throws. Tyler's toss is good. Back to Rondale Moore. Stretches out of it. He's going to go into the end zone. And that's going to be a Cardinal touchdown. The fumble. You got to go make a tackle right here. Look at him punch at the ball, but he doesn't wrap up the player. Got to wrap up the player. Then punch at the ball. Third and short, Kyler Murray. 
Under pressure from Puna Ford. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins has a touchdown. Tennessee's starting to hit that stride. Smith. Oh, it's picked. What a play by Zayvon Collins. And this game is flipped. Arizona with a defensive touchdown. Their fifth of the year to lead the league. Murray, quick throw on the slant. It turns for the touchdown. Cardinals Rams tied at three. First and goal. Here is Connor. Takes oh. it in for an Arizona touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins has been all over the place. From one spot, two spot, wherever you need him to be. To the end zone. Oh. A.J. Green makes the catch. Spectacular for a Cardinals touchdown over David Long in the corner of the end zone. Done that so many times. Look at the body control, the awareness, both feet inbounds. Controls the football all the way through. That is a phenomenal catch. Moore with nine receptions today. Here's Connor. Touch to the outside. Already has a touchdown today. He dives and he's in. Connor on first and goal is in for the touchdown. Blitz is on, down the middle, he's got the wide open Hopkins with a spinning broken tackle, taking it into the end zone, touchdown Cardinals! Second down three, they can get a first down at the two, but time is an issue. Here comes the rush by Gaziano, and there goes the quarterback in for six. Murray blocked by Beecham, oh he's got Connor and he's got a touchdown! That's all the scores. Uh, a lot of James Conner and a lot of Zach Ertz. I think about you know four uh, or so that I counted for um, uh, Ertz and about five, four or five for James Conner. Um, and then uh, here is every uh, sack for the Cardinals. So go to the de defensive side of the ball. Play it's second and three. And Carr to throw for the first time today. Not going to get the chance. And he goes down courtesy of J.J. Watt. <laughs> going to come right up inside. Didn't play last week. And right away. Kind of flipped the script in that second half. Credit to Vance Joseph. Pressure coming. Stafford in trouble. Down he goes. J.J. Watt. And that's their pressure guy off the edge. Buda Baker. He gobbles up the back in protection. Three receivers set, third down and five. Mayfield wrapped up, down he goes, back at the 20-yard line, Zach Allen. Here it comes, Pat. With the Panthers trailing by 16, still a two-possession game, there's a flag. And the blitz is on, and Jalen Hurts is running around, and eventually they got him, <laughs> Zach Allen. All kinds of space out here. Hurts the blitzes on. And they got him at midfield. Smith in trouble. And they got him. That's a Cardinal sack at the 21-yard line. The blitz is picked up. Smith is still going to get sacked. He had a moment but couldn't find anybody. Zaven Collins on a third down seven. Smith with plenty of time, but they're 
get to him. Nicknamed Avatar, kind of a cheat code because of his speed and ability. And a sack for the Cardinals, another one at the 20-yard line. Recovering the end zone for a touchdown, their special teams unit. Third and 13, Smith is going to get out of it, eventually brought down by Zayvon Collins. Third and 13, here comes the blitz. And here comes the flag. And he is sacked. They got Kirk Cousins back around the 10-yard line. J.J. Watts. The blitz. Balls out. And the Cardinals, they may be on it. Isaiah Simmons forced the fumble. They love edge pressure. And you're going to see him right here attack the football. You sack the football. You don't sack the body 100% on your quarterback when you see one of those things go. That's just that miscommunication with the route. On third down, the Cardinals get to Cousins. J.J. Watt with another sack. Gives me nightmares right now. Ingram just going plays for for the love of Pete right there. All the other games have been tight. We've got a tight one today. Smith working out of that full house backfield set, but he gets hammered. Isaiah Simmons on third and nine. Marcus Golden trying to get to Smith. It's the whole crew. Wolford now eight of 14. He's hit. Oh. Ball comes loose. Picked up at the 30-yard line, but now a whistle. MyJ Sanders at the bottom of your screen is going to come right off the edge. Oh. McVay hasn't gone to a different offensive guy knowing that he could be a decoy. Second down and eight. Wolford wrapped up. Down he goes. J.J. Watt. It's getting pretty dire for the defending chance as they will drop to three and six with the loss today. The back is Joshua Kelly up after injury. They get around him, they got around Salyer, and there is the aforementioned J.J. Watt. Well, Salyer's been playing well with Watt coming off the edge up top. He has been playing well. Here you see him hold his hands up in disgust, because close to snatching it right out of the air. Third and four, down he goes, sacked on the play, hit by Thomas. From the 39, it is first and ten. Kelly in the backfield with the block, and down he goes, hit by Zach Allen. The quarterback, Herbert. As Herbert tried getting that ball snapped quickly. Third down and seven. The blitz up the middle. Simmons got him. Simmons coming through like a torpedo. Watch the blitz just come right up the middle. Nobody hits him right in the A-gap. And... A lot of uh, defensive plays. Uh, shorter than the offensive uh, you know, touchdowns, but... Um, a lot of J.J. Watt, uh, he leads, uh, I, I, you know, by that count, he leads. I'm sure he does. I, I don't have it in front of me, but um, a lot of Zach Allen, uh, a lot of um, Isaiah Simmons, a couple of um, Zayvon Collins, um, a uh, one by um, Marcus Golden, a couple by MyJ Sanders. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of sex going on. Um, but, uh, here's something fun and always, uh, you know, I think many players, uh, one of their favorite honors other than winning Super Bowl ring or when they're done a, um, a, um, hall of fame jacket 
uh, it's the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and and one of the guys highlighted a lot in in, in for the touchdowns was uh, Zach Ertz, and Zach Ertz is uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Cardinals. Uh, he uh, he uh, definitely deserving. Uh, what he does on and off the field. One of my favorite players. I have a T-shirt jersey, is what I call him. You know, it's a T-shirt and has their, um, you know, n- name and number on on the back. You know, it's like a jersey, but just T-shirt form. Uh, I don't have enough money for a real jersey, um, but uh, definitely one of my favorite players um, for the Cardinals, um, and, uh, definitely deserving. And, and it's what you do on the field, but also off the field. So, uh, with all that ha- being said, here is, uh, just a quick little bit of, uh, Zach Ertz. Tight end Zach Ertz, a 10 year NFL veteran has been steadfast in his support of local communities, both in Philadelphia, where he spent the first eight years of his career, and in Arizona since becoming a Cardinal in 2021. Alongside wife Julie, an Arizona native, Zach has established the Ertz Family Foundation, focused on empowering others by sharing faith, learning through sports and education, and supporting family enrichment programs to strengthen communities. We understood what we had growing up was not was not universal. We wanted to kind of be able to bridge the gap and that we can elevate people around us. During the COVID pandemic, the foundation established the House of Hope Project in Philadelphia, helping to provide a sustainable place of hope and refuge to the surrounding North Philadelphia community. We set out with a project that, hey, we want to make a lasting difference in our community. And so we just want this to be a place that kids look forward to going each and every day. The program delivers support for youth sports and education, as well as essential needs such as Wi-Fi, healthy food options, and financial literacy. In September, the Ertz pledged to provide 500,000 meals to local food banks to fight food insecurity in Arizona making the third consecutive year that the Ertz Family Foundation has partnered to battle hunger. Generous with his time, his money, and his heart, Zach Ertz has consistently gone the extra mile to improve the lives of others in the cities he calls home. The Arizona Cardinals are proud to nominate Zach Ertz for the 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Good stuff right there. Like I said, love Zach Ertz. Love what him and his foundation uh, does. What it, you know, the the impact in in Philly. What he's doing in Arizona. Just uh, awesome dude. Um, definitely deserving of the nomination and the award. So we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Um, Cardinals uh, get back to it um, after their bye, and um, had a couple of guys speak. Uh, speak to the media um all of this is uh, courtesy of azcardinals.com um and uh so they'll, they'll get to get to work uh uh tuesday um no excuse me sorry um yeah tuesday uh was uh they're back in the building and uh i um should be practicing uh uh, today, and as a matter of fact, uh, so today, Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday, and uh, Saturday, uh, probably a walkthrough on Sunday, just like they did um, in uh, for the Mexico City game. Um, this will be the uh, um, second 
um, primetime game, um, or is it the third? Have they, they've had, no, they've had the Thursday, um, and they've had uh, Thursday against the Saints, uh, and they, and two Monday night games. So, um, this is the third, um, primetime game, and, but the second Monday night game against the, uh, at home against the, uh, Patriots, um, and all three at home are, well, I mean, neutral site, but a home game is what they called for that um, that game in Mexico City. Uh, but uh, that that's uh, what I expect to happen. Of course, we'll, we'll cover it, um, you know, on those respective days. Um, but Josh Jones uh, is one that spoke to the media. We have Josh Jones and, and Zach Allen, so one on offense, one on defense. So Josh Jones, how uh, how was your um, your bye week? What'd you do? It was good. It was good. Uh, I went down to Houston. Um, got to see my family, see my brother, see my dad, see my mom. It was a good time. Um, needed that little away time. It was good. You went back as a starting left tackle. That uh, it felt good. Um, you know, my mom's proud of me. My dad's probably my whole family's proud of me. Been getting out a lot of love from guys. So. It's been fun. Um, Bob McManaman there mentioned starting uh, left tackle uh, simply because uh, with um, um, as of right now and 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 of course uh, well not just right now um, for the rest of the season um, DJ Humphreys out with the uh, back uh, was placed on the IR um, and uh, last uh, they said it was uh, should be out for the re- remainder of the season. So Josh Jones stepping up in in uh, in his place. Um, drafted uh, a couple of years back, um, third round pick if I'm not mistaken, um, and uh, out of out of Houston University of Houston. So got um, got to, got to uh, be pretty cool for the young man to uh, be a st- starter, and uh, of course, as you said, a lot of his family pretty excited. Well, as y'all know, I played that all all in college. I played that position, um, and I've been trying to go through like this little transitional phase, trying to figure it out. So being back at left tackle, I just feel comfortable, and you know I feel like I'm playing like it. I'm playing more comfortable. Everything's slowing down for me now. Being back over there, um, I feel like I can be more aggressive over there. It's just it just feels like home over there. What's the best part of playing left tackle? The best part. I don't know. I haven't seen all the perks yet. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> How much of a challenge has it been, not just you, but for the whole group this year with everything that's happened and the coach, the assistant coach and all those things? How big a challenge has that been in that room this year? Uh, it's tough. You know, it's been a lot of ups and downs through the whole season. Um, it's tough. But we still got a good group of guys. You know, we always just try to come in and put our best foot forward. Um, stay working, um, stay committed to what we got going here. What support do you feel like you have from those guys? Four starters that have been IR, mm. they've been, I mean, from what we've heard, they've been still involved. What have you gotten from those guys, Rodney, DJ, Will? 
yeah, they still been involved. They still been around the building, still been in the locker room, still been at the game. So anything that they see that, you know, we can do better or that we can fix or how to communicate better, just they still been big. They still been big for us. DJ, Rodney, Pew even. Um, just helping us young guys out, just try to figure it out, um, just try to get get better each week. What kind of words of advice is DJ giving you this year? I just take care of my body. Really take care of my body. Um, I, haven't beat, I haven't been beat up too much this season. So just that, stay on top of that, always staying more flexible, getting more in the cold tub, just little things like that. Have you seen Hyden and Natkin take on a bigger role with the uh, OL or in general? Uh, it's been good. It's been good so far. It's only been like, what, a week? Um, so it's been good. You know, we're communicating just, you know, because it's a change in the, in the meeting room and on the field and on the sidelines, just a little bit of a change. So we're working through it, just communicating with them. Was it like uh, when they gave you a right guard and, and you were starting right off the bat? Mm. Um, I'm sure you embraced the starting opportunity. Did you like being moved when, when Sean did that? Uh, or did you, it was a, it was a change. It was a change. Um, you know, something I had to get used to, but obviously it was an opportunity for me to get on the field. And being a younger guy, that's what I wanted to do, you know, and they gave me the opportunity. So I tried to go out there and do my best at it. Um, you know, some ups and downs. That was my real time, getting some real playing time because I didn't play much my rookie year at all. So it was just a little bit of that, just a bunch of bruises, just going being a young player out there. Where do you think your future's at with this team? Left, right? Uh, I couldn't tell. Um, I'm just focused on, you know, these next five games, taking them one game at a time, trying to go out there and put on, you know, great performance each and every week. Along those lines, though, if you're that comfortable on the left side, mm -hmm. And assuming DJ is coming back next year, not knowing what happens with each, I mean, if you have to play right tackle, I'm sure you're not going to say no. But how do you kind of deal with that mentally? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. We're going to cross that bridge when we get there, you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll worry about that later. Josh, outside this office, the locker room, the facility, there's been a lot of question about Kyler's leadership and how he works with you guys and motivates you guys. How has Kyler been in terms from your perspective? Uh, I feel like everybody's just, just tough right now because, you know, we wasn't expecting, you know, um, for this season to kind of be this way right now. Um, so we're all just trying to find a way to get better each week. And he's, he shows the, uh, changes. Everybody's has show changes. Um, just trying to figure out what's going on, how we can really figure it out and how we can get better for these next five games. The most recent question in, in leadership has kind of been a back and forth be, between Patrick Peterson and I, I could have got the audio and, and, and read the tweets and stuff like this and I thought about doing it. Um, if you really want to you know, get into it, there's like two episodes, two or three episodes um, um, and he timestamps them and that's kind of where I got that my idea from. But uh, Doug Franz Unplugged. Really good stuff. He has a lot to say about this topic, but I'll just go ahead and, and do it verbally. Um, and that, that's that been between Patrick Peterson and, and Kyler Murray, and it's just kind of a question of leadership. And um, from All Things Covered podcast it is, is where a lot of it uh, stems from, and it's um, Patrick Peterson and, um, and uh, gosh, he used to play. Let me just look up. All Things Covered podcast. Uh, see, All Things Covered. 
podcast. Uh, Brian McFadden. That's uh, Brian McFadden and um, Patrick Peterson. They're 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 cousins. Um, and Brian McFadden sets up. And, and now I wish I had played the audio, but I wasn't ready. But just just trust me on this, or you know, listen to Doug Franz Unplugged. Um, really good stuff. I, I you know, he has really good opinions on it. I agree with everything he says. Um, sets up the the question, and what it was what it was from is you know the press conference, and you can look over my episodes for that. Is Kyler was asked about the fourth of one play that. Um, um, that uh, they they go for it, and it was was it against the Chargers? I'm not sure. Um, and and just he was just asked about that play, and and he said schematically we were effed, um, screwed. Uh, in other words, or you know, but you know what I mean. And he was just asked about that play. You know, like for that play, because they they blown it up. And schematically, they they didn't execute. Nothing worked. The Cardinals were screwed schematically. Brian McFadden sets it up. And he doesn't do a good job setting it up. And uh, he he brings it up and, and asks Pat P about it. And Pat P simply says, you know, well, um, Kyler, Kyler Murray don't think about nobody but Kyler Murray. And... Um, and that's just the truth. And, and and there's nothing okay. There's nothing wrong with Patrick Peterson necessarily saying that. I mean, there's been multiple questions about his leadership and how he just, especially early on, just you know, uh, all, always kept to himself, never really you know with the guys um, and, and all that stuff. And, and Patrick Peterson played with him, so he has a little credence. But because of the terrible setup. It, it you know it, it was just about the fourth and one play and then you know they they say you know um cliff uh well you know they they talk about how they believe cliff will be fired he'll be made the scapegoat and, and be fired first off i think he you know he won't if he's fired first off i don't think he'll be fired i don't think michael bidwell will have the guts to do it and um later i'll be talking about you know sean payton um and that's one of the things we'll, we'll end this with but um and that's who I think they should go out and get. Uh, but they, you know, they they think that, you know, he'll be, if he's fired, that he'll be made the scapegoat. First off, he'll be fired. You know, if he's fired, it's not about scapegoat. It's just because he's just, just not getting it done. Yes, he had three seasons where, um, you know, uh, increased the record. And this fourth one, you say, maybe a fluke. I don't know. But just not getting it done. They need to let him go. Um, that's first things first. Um, and, you know, another thing they, they talked about is that, you know, Kyler, um, throwing, throwing Cliff under the bus, um, saying, tell him to calm the bleep down, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. None of that would happen with Sean Payton, by the way. Um, you know, at all. (laughs) Um, and so there, there's been some disrespect, some, you know, some, uh, questions of you know the between Cliff and and Kyler and and all that stuff. So you know some of it is is valid, but terrible, terrible setup. Okay, um, that that's that's the main thing I want to say. Now, um, 
kind of Patrick Peterson kind of calling the kettle black because it was, you know, halfway through the year of uh, Steve Wilkes, which he was let go after one year. Um, he requested a trade, and, and so and he, he sure as heck made things all about him, um, you know, during that. And part of the reason why he's not here, he alienated himself with the fans and, and, uh, and the team. And the reason, you know, why he wasn't here up until then and the PED use and, you know, just the last couple of years of Pat P was not very good. Um, and up until then, he might have been just like Larry Fitzgerald, um, you know, an all time Cardinal. He very well could have been. And definitely, in my opinion, Patrick Peterson deserving of that. Um, and so with all the, you know, the. Um, Kyler Claus in there with the study and all that stuff. There's a lot of things against Kyler. And so, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with Patrick Peterson say, saying it, and I will go ahead and say this right now. I guarantee you he's not the only one um, that's uh, that's saying that. I think there's, I guarantee you there's more people in that locker room that think the same thing, but it's just Patrick Peterson saying that. So that's kind of the most recent thing, just kind of a quick rundown. Um so anyway, um, uh, you know, and there's been a lot of guys, Zach Ertz, that's kind of talked about, you know, Kyler and, and you know, some of the things that are being said about him are really not true and whatnot. Um, but that, that is the most recent thing. But anyway, back to Josh, Josh Jones. He does seem to be drawing criticism from outside sources. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think he's handling it? How would you handle it? Uh, people gonna say people are always gonna talk. People are always gonna say something. Y'all guys have to do y'all's job. You know, somebody's always gonna be there. It's a double-edged sword. That's what this is. Um, so, um, I feel like he's handling it well. You know, he's been under a lot lately, so it's 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 tough for him. I know it's tough for him. He's always been in the spotlight his whole career, so um, he handles it pretty well, man. He's he, he's a guy. He just tries to go out there and win games, and that's what we all trying to do. What's the transition like from? Position coach to the new guys now that are leaving those meeting rooms. Uh, and on hard knocks, we kind of saw, but we got a little look at that with Steve Hyden talking to you guys. What's that been like? Uh, it's cool. Um, like I said, it's only been like a week, a week and some change so far, and then we just had went right into the bye week. So, um, you know, we just we're just working on it. You know, communicating to him um, how we like to you know do things and how he likes to do things. You know, we're trying to merge that and see if we can um, get it rolling. like to be a part of a new nucleus group. DJ will be back, but other than him and you, a lot of guys are under deals. What would it be like to start a new nucleus together and start seeing that build up? Uh, shoot, I have no clue who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. Um, ain't my job, so um, uh, just I know they're going to have good guys in the building. The guys we have in the building are really good now, um, so no matter if we change or not change, I feel like we're going to have a good nucleus. So that you're participating in the my cleats and my cause situation this week. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about what's, what it means to you and your group you chose? Oh, yeah, man. Um, so I'm doing the Boys and Girls Club of America. Um, for me, um, my parents, uh, every time they had to go to work and I wasn't doing anything like 
structural, like in AAU basketball or, or anything, they would take us to the Boys and Girls Club, me and my brother. Um, and that was just a great outlook, I mean, out, uh, outlet for my parents to be able to just have that. Um, and I feel like it kept me out of a lot of trouble, me and my brother out of a lot of trouble, because we could have been doing anything those on, the, on those days. So um, just being able to go there and, and still be able to communicate with other kids and, and kind of just grow, go up there, you know? So I feel like I owe a lot to them. Um, because that's a really big thing for me. Very cool. Um, Boys and Girls Club, you see that a lot. Um, Right up next to, and and they do a couple of things uh, throughout the year, but my two favorite, um, number one, um, salute to service. It's usually, I think, in October the NFL does. Um, and then number uh, number two, my cause, my cleats. You really kind of see the personality of um, you know the players around the NFL. You know, kind of what their heart is on, what their mind is on, as far as outside of football and, and um, you know the charities or whatnot that they they believe in. Um, and it's really really cool to see. Um, and some of the cleats are really, really awesome, and that that's a good one uh, with um, Boys and Girls Club. So th- those are two of my favorites. Like I said, they have some others not uh, coming to my mind right now, but uh, obviously, salute to service is is should always for everybody be top notch. You mentioned basketball. Did you think you would ultimately end up playing basketball? Heck yeah, man! Since I was three years old, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. Ultimately, it didn't work out like that. But I feel like it helped me. You know, it helped me get to the position position I am uh, in now. Uh, but yeah, three more inches, man. I'm going to the NBA, man. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'm still growing. Yeah, but uh, no, I love basketball. I love the game. Um, it's a good sport. Um, played it since I was three. Um, helped me with my footwork. Um, just the competitive, competitive, uh, competitiveness of it is my bad. Um, it was great. It was great, yeah. When did you have to make the decision one way or the other? Uh, I made it, I want to say I officially made the decision my junior year. I, like, stopped playing AAU basketball and really committed to, you know, being a football player because, you know, I was looking up, I think I had, like, 15 offers in football and maybe, like, a half offer in basketball. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's around that time. Yeah. What are you hoping to see out of yourself the rest of the way for the regular season and, and your teammates? Oh man, we just go out there and tack each game, each actually each practice, each practice. We try to get get better each day. Every day we come in the building, and hopefully we can go out there and you know put up some results on Sundays. What has been the most challenging part stepping in for an O line that's been injured almost all year, trying to form some kind of commonality amongst the whole O line? If that makes sense. Uh, we kind of have like a, um, a saying in the O-line room, you know, one man goes down, we just got to pick it up. Um, the next guy should be able to come in and play, not only play as good, but elevate the play, you know. Um, and that's kind of our saying and kind of our, our thing going in an O-line room. And it's proven to the test right now. we got guys, what is it, only one guy left, and that's Beach, and that's crazy because I think he might be the old, oldest guy in the room. Um, I don't know how he's doing and what water he's drinking, but I need some of that. Uh, but uh, we just try, you know, try to go out there and play the best. You know, we got some still got some, uh, got some good guys in the line room. How satisfying was it then with this patchwork offensive line to end up with 180 yards rushing and mm-hmm. James Conner 120? That was big. That was big. Um, that was huge. Us uh, getting out there, be able to like create lanes for him, um, give it the confidence to just keep, just keep running hard. It was great. It was great. Um, ultimately, it didn't equal up to a win. 
but just going that and showing that, putting that on film was was huge for us. You know, because I don't think we had a hundred yard rusher, and I don't know how many weeks. So you know, being able to hit that hit that number was great. Do some scheme changing at all in the offensive line to make that happen? Uh, I think so. We just tried to go out there, and um, it was working. It was working. Um, when uh, and I mentioned this uh, previously when. Um, during Hard Knocks, when Steve Hyden was, you know, announced that he was going to be doing that, you know, tight ends and offensive line uh, coach, and Colt McCoy was uh, seen on Hard Knocks ta- saying, bet we get 100 yards. Uh, now we got Steve Hyden back there. And sure enough, they, they definitely did, and, and it was it was huge. Um, a testament to Steve Hyden and what he does. So that I mean, that's good stuff. As far as the offensive line, there's been a lot of in, in, injuries, uh, a lot of injuries throughout. You know the you know um, the Cardinals staff, and unfortunately, I believe that's going to be one of the reasons why Cliff is going to keep his job. Is you know uh, in in aggregate that you know when when they look at you know the year. You know, it's going to be you know all almost all the the blame is going to be on injuries, and unfortunately, I don't you know I don't think that uh, I think both Michael and Steve are going to look at that, and and I hope that that's not you know they don't. I and, and I mean I I I don't like feeling like I'm lobbying for someone to get fired, but you just and and I, I don't want to get into it too much because. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to after uh, we hear from Zach Allen, but they, you know, with Sean Payton available, they they cannot let this slip away. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing is is what I'm going after. You know, I mean, yes, I do believe Cliff should be fired, but I, I just hate to stand on the table with that because you never want to see anybody get fired. It doesn't matter. I mean, I know they make millions of dollars and whatever. Everybody's like, you know, who cares? Um, you know, they make more than anybody ever should. I get that. I really do. Um, but I mean, they are still human. It does suck to lose your job, um, so I look at it like that as well. But anyway, I just don't want to get into too much. I feel I'm so itching to jump to that. But anyway, we'll we'll move on um, with uh, Zach Allen. So Zach Allen, how how was your bye week? Week off. It was good. Just stay around. Uh, you know, didn't want to get too far out of the uh, routine, so still, you know, kept up workouts, stuff like that. But it was good, just kind of nice little reset button. You get a couple days away from it? Yeah, I went to Tucson for a day, which was nice. Yeah, so got to see that for the first time. So it was. Uh... Yeah, but it's been it's been good. Ready to be back though. Tucson, there ain't nothing good going on in Tucson. Um. I mean, yeah. I, what are you going there for, Zach Allen? <laughs> uh, nothing good at, at coming out of Tucson. What did you do in Tucson? Huh? What did you do in Tucson? Uh, I did a little spa day. Yeah, it was nice, you know, so needed it. Get the body back. So, uh, yeah, Canyon Ranch, they do it right there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it in Phoenix? You got to go all the way to Tucson? For your spa day? Come on. Do <laughs> you have any thoughts on the bye being so late in the season? Yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, personally, I think you prefer later rather than earlier. Um, you know, it's, 
I mean, there's, you know, there's kind of two schools of thought on it, but, you know, I think if you kind of look at the numbers, um, you know, the teams that have that later by, they usually finish a little bit stronger, you know, kind of rest up there. So, you know, hopefully that works in our favor. What is the mindset going in five games left? And, and obviously you're probably not looking at anything beyond that. So how do you kind of approach these five games? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously right now it's just all on the Patriots. I mean, just week by week, I think, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, probably, you know, you just can't think like that. can't think too far ahead, think about what ifs and stuff like that. So none of it matters if we don't handle our own business. So, um, yeah, everything's on New England right now. How is it having so much success yourself, a career high in sacks, you're having your best season so far, and then the team is struggling? Yeah, I mean, it's just you just try to go week in, week out, help the team, and um, you know, it's you know, we're not totally out of it. You know, I mean, I I know everybody kind of wants to put you know, you know, the bury us right now, but you know, there's we're not eliminated yet. You know, we still have a chance. So I know just all of us, we're just going to do whatever it takes, in, you know, to still make playoffs. It is true; they are not mathematically eliminated. They might as well be. It's in, you know, there is a chance. It's the slimmest of chances. I mean, as slim as, you know, as slim can be, you know, slimmer than Slim Shady. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah, they, they, they just about, I think, lose all tiebreakers. So, I mean, these next, uh, five games, they, they really got to, you know, basically went out and then hope that there, there's like, you know, some luck in their favor. Cause as it stands right now, if, you know, the old saying, um, if the NFL, if the playoffs would start right now, Cardinals are not in it. So, um, and it actually see Seattle and San Francisco are, uh, among others. So, um, just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I think it's kind of a mix of everything. I think, you know, finally healthy and then, you know, doing the, uh, you know, rehabbing from a surgery, especially the kind of the one I had, you know, I you had to be focused every single day. You couldn't really take a day off, couldn't, you know, and especially to kind of make it in the time frame that I did. And then, you know, again, you know, year four, you know, it just kind of started to click, you know, third year, you know, really playing, uh, you know, big time plays. And then, uh, you know, I think also just kind of working with, uh, you know, JJ full season, obviously that helps. And Coach Burke, you know, we all kind of work together and you just mature a little bit, kind of take things that work for you and, uh, you know, just prepare better. You know, it's like I said, it's a little bit of everything. I know you followed his career when you were younger, in college especially, but when you saw him come back to the facility and the rehab after the season, start working out last year, the day after the Rams lost, and he's in the building, did that motivate you even more to be more like what you can take from him? Yeah, I think that he was really helpful because he had his surgery in season. So kind of seeing how, I mean, he had a shoulder surgery. And, you know, I, I had one in college, but his was even bigger. And he made it back in whatever, three, four months. It took me, you know, close to seven, eight. You know, like that's the normal time frame. So kind of seeing how he attacked it, you know, he was really helpful. And that helped me kind of take a nine-month recovery into, you know, four or five-month recovery. So, 
he, um, yeah, he definitely played a huge part in it. Anything special about playing the Patriots team from the Boston area? Uh, I grew up a Giants fan, so I never really liked the Patriots anyway. So, um, no, it's uh, I definitely have a lot of people back home that are you know going to be you know talking about it, yapping about it. But it's uh, yeah, it's just another game. So on this, that you're participating in the, the cleats uh, thing this year. Do you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I'm doing a team impact this year. Um, it's you know it's a really cool cause. They uh, you know connect. You know, kids that are, you know, obviously going through, you know, really tough times with their, you know, favorite universities and, um, you know, kind of doing almost kind of like a make-a-wish thing. It's a, you know, really cool cause. And, you know, I'm just glad to be able to, you know, kind of spread the word and represent it. Uh, very cool that he's participating. And I don't know what the heck. They do these press conferences from the same room every time. And I don't know what office phone is going off it, it's you know very annoying I mean, it's never ever happened before i don't know what in the world is is yeah I, I sure hope it's no media member's phone I, I would assume that it's not um but um anyway sorry to take away from zach allen there but i just had to say that last year about you had said that you were like a little uh, superstitious because one one year you did and you didn't play well yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm still not wearing the cleats. Yeah, so uh, I'll, we'll auction them off, but they're not being worn. No, they look cool though. But yeah. Some of your stats are, are top with other D, D linemen in this league, especially interior guy. Has it allowed you to start thinking about maybe what it would be like to be get pulls and how close you are to that level? Yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be cool and, you know, definitely it's always nice when, you know, the work gets recognized and stuff like that, but it's a, it's a very deep league, um, you know, so there's a lot of guys that are, you know, deserving of it. So, um, you know, it's out of my control. I could just handle what's on the field with it. How would you feel? Obviously it'd be a huge honor. I think, you know, any kid growing up, you know, they want to kind of reach the pinnacle, you know, kind of that level. and. Um, no, I definitely, you know, it's something you want, and especially, you know, be rewarded for. But like I said, you know, it's it's up to, there's a lot of different things that go into that that I can't control. Obviously, the season hasn't gone as you guys would have hoped. So what, what, how do you keep the locker room together? What's the key to make sure everyone continues their focus despite the, the record? Yeah, I think we have a really, you know, close group. A lot of guys, we've been together for, you know, three, four years now. So, um yeah, there's definitely no like division or anything like that, and you know it's been unfortunate the results and stuff like that. But um, you know we'll, uh, you know we're, we're still you know we're coming every day. We're working hard, and even the bye week, you know, it was you know it was really encouraging to see guys were still coming in. You know, not too many guys. You know, were running around. You know, guys were still you know focused on you know the task at hand. Zach, for you, are sack celebrations spur of the moment, or do you think about it? Yeah, guys, whatever's going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely had a lot of sacks to have a uh, sack celebration, that's for sure. And I don't know if you guys are laughing um, like I am. I, I mean, it's muted when I do it, but just that phone ringing is, is driving me nuts. Um, going to go into something a little bit different, um, and I'm pulling this uh, from... Uh, the Burns and Gambo show um, from uh, uh, the Spotify page. 
And the conversation of topic is, uh, says, Sean Payton wants to return to football sooner rather than later. I'm going to go ahead and play this and then Mike might go on a tangent. Um, I know we're almost an hour in. We'll, we'll be well over an hour. And so I know it's an hour of Cardinals and just, uh, uh, you know, but I, I just, I could not get away from this. And uh, um, it's definitely, you know, something that I've been uh, thinking and, and talking about and mentioned. So um, here is uh, the from the Burns and Gambo show. One word is where you can find it. Well, he didn't mention the Cardinals specifically, but Sean Payton, former coach of the New Orleans Saints, and of course now on Fox, was on the Let's Go podcast yesterday and said, yes, I absolutely want to coach again. I know that I want to coach again, and and I, it's not really been a, a secret, but I want to find the right spot. And as Tom alluded to, you know, it's still about the people. Because uh, when it's all done and it's quiet, it, it, I, I don't think it's the... Uh, the the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And Tom, of course, is Tom Brady. It's his podcast. Here's one more from Sean Payton. He wants to be back this year or next. I don't like to see or look at coaches that are currently working and predict like what what jobs will be open. Our league's kind of funny. It, it, there's always a lot of turnover. It seems more and more now. You know, average of, of six, about six or seven teams a year. So we'll kind of see what happens, but uh, but sooner than later, though, Jim. In fairness to that question, I I, I think that you know it's not this year. Hopefully, next year. I'm- that that was the that was Jim Gray. I believe so. Yeah. And didn't he just do Colin Coward the other day? Yes. He's like making the rounds a little bit, a little bit. He's, he's kind of. I just may be a friendly guy like that, but he's kind of making the rounds. And, and he works in the media, so I'm sure Fox kind of wants him to make the rounds. But yes, I, I I noticed the same thing. Like it's been a lot of Sean Payton, and it's been a lot of Sean Payton. Make sure his name is out there. Now I don't think he needs to do that. I think everybody knows Sean Payton is is hireable. I think everybody knows Sean Payton wants to get back into coaching. But he certainly and look, Sean Payton is a really smart guy too. He knows that fan bases like here in Arizona are going to hear Sean Payton and his availability and his desire to get back into coaching. Right. And they're going to get whipped into a frenzy over it, right? Like ever since that initial report two weeks ago linking the Cardinals to Sean Payton, it feels like we've talked about Sean Payton every three or four days. You know, oh, he said this. Oh, he said that. Maybe he wants to coach here. Maybe he wants to do that. He knows. He knows that word of this is going to get out and it'll it'll stir up a bunch of fan bases, not just the Cardinals, but several of them. There are certain coaches that... If your team could hire that guy, you fire your head coach no matter who it is. Oh, yeah. Is Sean Payton that guy? Is Sean Payton the yes. guy that, you know what, it doesn't matter how many years I have left on Cliff King. Cliff, if you had one year left or five years left, it doesn't matter. I got a chance to go get him. Yes. I mean, didn't Seattle, did Seattle do that with with um, Pete Carroll? With, because when with Mora? Mora was only there for one year, and then I hired Pete Carroll. Was did, that they, a- did they get rid of Mora because they just couldn't, because you got a chance at Pete? I don't recall. But there are certain guys, like if you could get him, like back in the, Bill Parcells. You can get Bill Parcells. You're Dallas. You hire Bill, you're the Jets. You get Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells wants to coach your team. You, you fire whoever's there and you hire Bill Parcells. Is Sean Payton that type of coach that no matter who your coach is, unless he's one of the top, like say, top 10 guys, 
Then you fire the coach and you hire yeah, him. You, you do get, you, you're right. You have to qualify that a little bit. It you're does, not firing it, Mike Tomlin. It doesn't matter a little bit who your coach Bill is. Belichick. But if you're coming off a couple of mediocre seasons or a mediocre season, yeah. But but also, keep in mind, too, with Sean Payton, and I really do believe this, it's not just about firing your coach. It's about a whole house cleaning. It's about it's control. Because he would, yeah. Top to bottom. I mean, it's it's general manager and coach. That's just how that's going to be. He's, he's going to want say in that. He's going to want a general manager that... That he's worked with or somebody that he knows he can kind of control in that regard right. because the power is going to run through Sean Payton and, and that you know we've talked about this we've talked about the four things that you have to have to get Sean Payton you have to have money to pay him because he'd be very expensive can we start can we start can we start there sure Belichick's the highest paid coach in the league at 20 million Pete Carroll at 15 Sean McVay 14 Mike Tomlin at 12 and a half Andy Reid at twelve. You you can't. You're not going to be able to go lower than that to get Sean Payton. No, you're going to have to make him the number two highest paid coach in the league. You have to pay him fifteen million dollars a year. Yes, and if you're paying Cliff, whatever you're paying Cliff, maybe you're paying paying Cliff seven or eight. You're going to pay twenty two million dollars a year for the next four years for a head coach. <laughs> No, but I'm just like, I'm, no, I know, you're let's right. be realistic. Yeah. In, in addition so, to whatever so, you're paying to buy out Steve, hypothetically, if you do something like that. Say Cliff is say Cliff is $8 million a year. Okay, and I don't know what Cliff is, but say it's $8 million a year, and you've got to pay 15 to, or maybe, say, 16 Can you pay $24 million a year for the next four years if you're Michael Bidwell? I don't know. I don't know. Plus, I, you would have to fire your GM and pay that. Yes. Say that's $5 million a year. Thirty million, and you're gonna have to hire a new GM. So you give him five, thirty-five million dollars a year. You're talking about what a hundred million right dollars transaction paying, when it's all said right and done. Right now you're paying thirteen. So you would go from say you're paying thirteen million now, and this is a rough estimate, but it's probably pretty close. Say you're paying thirteen million dollars right now for your head coach and your GM for the next four years. If you want to do this, you got to spend thirty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. But to your point, if Sean Payton wants you. If Sean Payton, like, if he's a guy who wants you, don't you have to want him back? Right? Is he now for me? Look, it's easy for me to say this. It ain't my money, you know. Uh, so I, I, I can only look at it from the perspective of a fan, of somebody who covers this team, somebody who talks about this right, team. But you know, that's not the only way to look oh, at it. Of course, it. I know that. Of course, I know we that. Have to take into account the finances. But from my perspective, Sean Payton, Sean Payton wanting you is like Kevin Durant wanting you in the NBA. Oh, Kevin Durant wants to come here. We got to find a way to make this work, right? Like you, you, you have to reciprocate that. You have to. You, you don't. LeBron, right, but Sean Payton's not. I really want you. Well, really, great. Could you? Could, can you do it? For, you know, I got to pay this oh, other I, coach. For, could you take eight? Because I got to pay the other coach like eight a year. Could you take less? He doesn't want you that bad. That's not going to happen. No, right? You're gonna no, I him. want you, but you got to pay me. You've got to pay me. Among the top three highest paid coaches in the league would for me you, to come would here. Would you not do this because of him? I'm not, I don't, I don't know the financials. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I would, t- I would want him like you. I mean, I'm, a, I'm still a fan too. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I want the Cardinals to do really well. I can get Sean Payton. Yeah. That guy's a winning coach. But, but he demands respect. He's going to make you better. But again, it's going to be a very expensive transaction. You got, it's going to be ex- extremely expensive because you're tied to the other coach for four more years. And when you add the two guys together, I'm telling you, you're going to be paying 23 to $25 million a year for a head coach for the next four years. That's $100 million over four years. Is, would, is Michael, would Michael Bidwell do that? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't even know if we're going to get the chance to find out or not. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Xander. There you go. Um, that's uh, everything that uh, Burns and Gambo were talking about. And yes, it's going to cost uh, a lot of money to do that. You know, uh, it, it it doesn't make it any easier. And this is one thing I've said. Make him, make Sean P- A. Payton both the head coach and GM. You know, you you might not have to pay as much. I mean, he might he might he'll probably want what you know the average GM makes, and and uh, you know as Burns and Gambo said, um, at least the second highest paid coach. So it still costs you a lot, and you know, but uh, and it's easier for us as a fan, as fans and media members to say to just to go ahead and do it. Um, and that's the big question. Will Michael Bidwell do it? And let me say one thing. Um, he'll never, he'll likely never hear this podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Michael, you have to make this happen. You have to find a way to make this happen. The Cardinals have to make this happen. And, and as a Cardinals fan, and I've already done this, if you are a Cardinals fan listening to this right now, and I don't know how much is going to matter or if it will matter at all, um, uh, probably won't. Um, but, I I mean, we got to figure out what we can do to make this happen. Bombard with tweets that, and tag them and everything you talk about. Um, and not just hashtag fire cliff or anything like that. Um, hire Sean Payton. And, and, you know, like I said, it prob- probably won't do anything. But I, I, I still uh, want every Cardinals fan listening to me and, and, and to, to do that. And, and uh, like I said, the reason why I don't think it was gonna, it's going to, you know, happen and they the, the, the won't even uh, respond um, is because the old saying goes, uh, if you listen to the fans – uh, you'll be sitting with them, but this is not one of those times, Michael Bidwell. Um, it, you won't be sitting with the fans if you make this this uh, decision. That is for sure. I know that for for a fact. Uh, just everything that Sean Payton does, you have to, have to, have to go get this man. I don't care what it costs. I don't. Uh, it you know. I, again, I know it's easy for me to say. It is it, it and and of course I, it you know I'm saying it right now, um, and it's not my money, um, but we cannot let this slip through our hands, um, especially if if the interest is there. If he's not at all interested, then it doesn't you know it almost doesn't matter what amount of money you, you can throw at him, um, both or making him both head coach and GM, throwing that at him as well uh, to to get him. Um, but it's, uh, um, it, 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 we just can't let it, let it, uh, fly by. And like I said, just, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what, it, what it costs. Got to get Sean Payton in that building. Got to, got to, got to. Sooner than later, he says he wants to, 
let's do it now. Let let's you know they they have to find a way to do it now. I, I know I sound like a broken record, and I don't have any really much else to to add to this, but it it just it has to be done. Um, and uh, you know make the move, and uh, and then make uh, um make uh, uh Vance Joseph your interim head coach. And, and and you know, bring even bring as far as bringing Sean Payton into the building. It's just like it, you know, even introducing him. Hey, this is this is the new GM and and or head coach. Um, and you know he's he's just there. He's evaluating talent. He's evaluating the staff. Um, already he's in the building getting a head start on all that. Who's he going to keep? Who you know? Who is he cleaning the house out? Um player evaluation if he especially if you hire him as the GM um, all that um, is such a huge advantage over everybody else um, and they have to you know they just have to do it um, I can't say it anymore um, I probably will say it more just maybe not just definitely not right now but that that's all I got um, hashtag hire Sean Payton hashtag Firecliff um, is got to be what we need we just need to bombard them and just make this demand like i said i've already i've already shared shared it and tagged them in a couple things already tag the cardinals um you know do i do i think it's going to help maybe um but probably not um is it worth it to me to try absolutely um so anyway got to get this man in there but uh that's that's everything i have a little over an hour for Cardinals uh, by itself. And then, you know, with my little welcome dealie. Um, so just uh, about an hour, 10 hour, 15 minute podcast. So thank you for joining me for every bit of it. Um, get involved in the conversation. If you, you have an opinion on Sean Payton or anything, please, please, please email me at uh, talk at gmail.com. You can get involved there. You you think I'm an idiot or whatever. Um do you know whatever um you can email me um you also get involved um on facebook and instagram at big sky sports talk um on facebook and instagram listen to the show uh, um find find us uh at um uh spotify apple google um iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible. Uh, we are everywhere you are as far as uh, uh, listening availability is. Hit that bell notification um, so that way you never miss an episode. And you, uh, every time one drops, you're alerted, and that way you can listen to it. Please share it. Um, um, get the word out there. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Um, and get the word out there about this show. If you don't mind, I do appreciate it. Thank you for listening, as as you always do, and thank you for your support. Um, I think that's uh, everything I have to say. But uh, let's let's get Sean Payton here. Let's do it. Thank you, guys. <laughs>